0: I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, Episode 31, with my guest, Beth Terrence.
1: It's interesting because I find, um, you know, some people are sort of natural-born writers or journalers, and for some people it's... You know, they're either haven't had the experience or they have resistance to it. So I really try and work with people, and particularly share that there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's not, you know, one mm-hmm. way. So um, and try and again, just as I do with the holistic tools, help a person find, you know, a way to express themselves that can support them and that they enjoy doing.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Journal Talk, nominated the best health and fitness podcast of 2013. We're here to bring you the latest news, trends, and inspiring tips about journal writing. Our whole library of free Journal Talk episodes can be found at www.writeforlife.us. And here's our host of Journal Talk, the Dr. Phil of journaling, Nathan Oren. Welcome to Journal Talk, everyone. This episode, I've got a lot of stuff to share with you. As always, there's some great journaling tips and activities to keep your journal habit fresh and inspired. We also have Albert Diaz-Cruz coming back for a book review. And my special guest this week is Beth Terrence. Beth is a shaman, a holistic health and wellness practitioner, speaker, and writer. She's been working in the field of holistic healing and transformation for over 18 years. Uh, Beth offers integrative transformation healing programs for individuals, groups, and organizations. And what she does is she incorporates a blend of education, self-exploration, and experiential practices. And I love her mission. It's to support other people in living a heart-centered, balanced, and joyful life through discovering the healer within them. I love it. Uh, Beth writes regularly. She has a blog called The Heart of Awakening, and it offers holistic and transformational resources. And this month, the month of May, she has a resource called May is for Metta, M-E-T-T-A. It's 31 Days of Loving-Kindness Practice. It's a virtual meditation program. Beth is also the facilitator and program developer for Heal My Voice. It's an international organization that helps empower women through writing and sharing stories. She's developing a pilot program that brings writing and journaling into the addictions treatment and recovery And I really enjoyed learning about all these things and how they became important to Beth. I was really delighted to hear some of the techniques that Beth uses in her group work. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Beth Terrence. Well, hello, Beth, and welcome
2: to Journal Talk.
1: Hi, Nathan. I'm so happy to be here.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to have you here, a shaman and holistic health and wellness expert, speaker, and writer. Thank you so much for for your time, and I'm so curious. I hear the word shaman used, and I think I know what it means, but could you kind of give us your words on that? What is a shaman?
1: Yeah, a shaman is a healer in many indigenous cultures. There's been someone who's the healer and on a spiritual level, but really holistically, you know, might address body, mind, emotion, spirit. And this is, you know, cross-culturally through many indigenous and more traditional cultures. Mm. So it would be the person someone comes to for healing, uh, you know, sort of on a soul level, really. Mm-hmm. So depending on the tradition, you know, where a tribe has come from or what tradition someone studied, the tools they may use or the practices may vary. But really the essence of it is that uh, as we as human beings, as we go through our life, and we, you know, we all have different experiences, but seems to be a pattern where at some point in our lives, we become disconnected in some way from a mm. part of ourselves And so the shaman's role is really to help a person to reconnect with those parts of themselves that they may mm. have disconnected from. And also, particularly in our modern world, there's a big disconnection oftentimes with uh, the natural world, you know, living in a more modern industrialized world, we're disconnected from nature, and maybe community as well in a way that we might if we lived in a more indigenous culture. So so it's really about creating, helping a person create a sense of connection for themselves, within themselves, and then with the world itself.
2: Wow. And I can already just hear all the undertones, you know, of connection with journal writing, because in my view that's what journaling is for me. It's a way Mm -hmm. of connecting with myself and connecting with my community. And the journal plays that role of what you're saying, you know, uh, allowing me to, you know, bring my pieces together and, and be a stronger uh, member of my community.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I totally agree.
2: So tell us how, how is it that you work with people? How do they come to you? And what kinds of things do you offer?
1: I have been in the field of holistic health and wellness for about 17 years,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and I came to that through my own journey of healing um, through fibromyalgia and the effects of trauma. And so as I kind of moved through on my journey, I gathered different tools that I found beneficial. And so it's been about 17 years now, and I have a very integrative approach because I've gathered a lot of different tools along the way. Mm. So I initially did body work and energy work, which is still a part of uh, the work I do with clients. I work with a tool called the Bach Flower Remedies, which are flower essences, which help with emotional balance and ease of well-being. Hmm. Uh, and I teach meditation and tools, contemplative tools that help people. Journaling is definitely a part of that. And then the shamanic healing work is kind of at the heart of it. And so really depending on what a person's working on and you know where they are in the moment and what types of changes they want to create in their life. We kind of work collaboratively together to find what tools or techniques might best support them.
2: Yeah. Wow. And you mentioned fibromyalgia. That's where the nerves are sensing pain, but really there's no observable reason why there should be pain. Is that, is that the disease no, I'm thinking it's
1: a chronic pain and similar to chronic fatigue in some ways. Is fatigue's a big symptom. And I've been symptom free for about 15 years now. I was actually, when I turned 20, but that's what kind of led me into exploring different holistic tools and uh, modalities, and even more so just the importance of taking a holistic approach to life and health in terms of, you know, addressing body, mind, emotion, and spirit.
3: Mm -hmm, Um, mm
1: Yeah, that is something that I share with others and also was sort of the motivating force behind my uh, being led to be a practitioner in that way.
2: Very good, very good.
1: And I do work, um, I work with people, you know, locally and in person and also do sessions by phone or Skype as well.
2: Okay, all right, that's good to know. And you mentioned the treatment in uh, addiction and and recovery. Do you want to cover that a little bit?
1: Sure, yeah. I, at some point, I had lost a few people in my life to addictions and I had grown up in a family with addictions and mental illness and so been impacted by it in a lot of ways. And I just felt kind of strongly that uh, meditation would be beneficial to people going through recovery. Mm -hmm. I I did some volunteer work with a residential uh, addictions program and I really saw the benefit in a short amount of time. Um, so that led me to go to school and get a certificate in addictions counseling,
3: mm-hmm. um,
1: really, again, with the goal of bringing the holistic tools to that field. And so I've had some different opportunities over the years uh, to do that and um, and really see the benefit. And I'm currently actually leading a pilot program with an addictions program here in Maryland and an organization I work with called Heal My Voice, uh, which is an international organization that helps empower Women through writing and uh, sharing their stories and moving into leadership, and so I lead a weekly writing circle there, and just, there's a journaling process that's part of that and a creativity workshop. So, oh nice. Yeah, but I bring my holistic tools, meditation and uh, you know contemplation and things as well. So it's kind of integrated at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, very nice. Wow, wow. So you got, a, you got a lot of wheels spinning, but it sounds to me like they're all spinning in the same
4: direction and yes, they're <laughs> they're supporting all connected. each other.
2: Yeah, they're very connected. Yeah, yeah.
4: You're listening to Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. Journal Talk is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you resources, information and inspiration about all things journaling And now back to Journal
3: Talk.
0: Welcome back to Journal Talk. I'm Nathan Oren, and my guest this week is Beth Terrence, who's about to tell us about a story about how she became interested in the healing arts. Of all places in the world, she found a book on her grandparents' bookshelf between the Jewish Talmud and Julia Child's book, The Joy of Cooking. (laughs) I'll never be able to get that image out of my mind. Let's get to know Beth a little bit better and find out what types of people she works with and how she uses journaling exercises to bring about healing, balance, and connection. When
2: did Beth become gifted in this area?
1: You know... That's a good question. I um, I actually always kind of had an interest, you know, even as a kid, I was uh, probably a little on the spiritual side, and mm-hmm. I grew up in a family where we were Jewish and Orthodox or conservative. My grandparents had been Orthodox, so I was exposed to a lot of religion, but also there was a strong spiritual focus in how we lived on a daily basis, you know, mm-hmm. and so... So I had that, but um, when I was uh, 11, I happened to come across a book in my grandparents' bookcase. I was an avid reader, so I read all, probably a book a day.
2: When I was college. Wow, wow, and, a book um, a day. I
1: was an only child, so <laughs> <but> <laughs> it was sort of my outlet. And so I found a book on reflexology, and it's interesting because it was between a Talmud, which is the Jewish religious text, and Julia Child's The Joy of Cooking. <laughs> And so, but for some reason, that Little Red Reflexology book was what caught my attention at 11 years old.
2: How funny. How funny. So, Between yeah. the Talmud and the joy of cooking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, And it was interesting, because I asked my grandmother about it, and she didn't even, like, she sort of was like, some friend gave me that book, because they thought it might be helpful, but she never read it or used it. I just have uh-huh.
3: you know,
1: So it was one of those, like, it was there for me kind of a thing. Uh-huh. So that wow. kind of introduced me to the idea, you know, that that we have the ability to affect ourselves in terms of healing, and really it works on an energetic system. So even though you're working on points on the hands or feet, it's really like an energy system, and that we're affecting all uh, of our whole being—body, mind, emotion, spirit. So I kind of learned that at a pretty young age, hmm. and that just really opened a, a, a doorway for me to, you know, carry that forward, and I yeah. you know, needed. Study yoga and meditation even as a teenager.
2: Wow, right then was born a shaman.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. If you have an example of somebody that you've worked with for inner healing or uh, connectedness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people over the years, you know, and I'll just share a few that sort of main areas that I work with with people at this point are you know, people coming because they may have maybe a physical condition like fibromyalgia or, or chronic pain where they're not getting the results they need or to feel really healthy mm-hmm. and well through conventional medicine so they want to add holistic or, or alternative methods and so, mm-hmm. so it's not uncommon that someone comes and they've been dealing with a certain chronic pain issue that can get resolved you know Sometimes pretty quickly, you know, it's a process. So everybody's different. Again, there's no set formula. Right. Um, not uncommon. And then I work with people a lot who have anxiety um, or depression. And so um, that's another area where I've had some good results in helping people to really take responsibility for their own process.
2: You know, mm-hmm. And how does journaling play a role in all this?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> it very much does. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm a firm believer in journaling from my personal journey uh, of mm-hmm. life and transformation and healing, and I really do bring that into my work with my individual clients, and I also do quite a number of classes and workshops, and that's always a pretty uh, core part of it as well. So I have a process that I share with clients to work on, particularly around self-care, mm-hmm. and self-exploration, particularly just for example, um, when I work with them on the Mastering Anxiety program, whether in a group or individually, I have them do a process where they reflect each day and look at maybe um, if they did have an incident where they had anxiety or panic attack or some reaction in some way, they look at, you know, sort of what was going on, what might the trigger be, Mm. if there were any particular tools, and we'll, you know, we'll, explore different tools together, so I encourage them to try different tools and see what works and when, and so if they brought a tool in, uh, you know, what that was and what was the outcome, you know, was it beneficial or did it not work for them, and just, you know, anything else that they noticed, so it's kind of a way to begin to sort of uncover, you know,
2: Mm -hmm, what's mm -hmm. going
1: on, and then, you know, again
2: and chronicle It sounds like the the big part of the journaling routine is to help chronicle the path to to wellness and wholeness
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then sometimes through that we see patterns emerging you know and that can help me and them to you know sort of get some ideas of how they can create change around those patterns
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah very good when did you first start journaling Well, I
1: always loved to write even as a young kid but it was probably around 11 or 12 when I was, I think it was like sixth grade grade—and uh, when I went to, I guess it was middle school, that
3: uh-huh. uh,
1: I had a teacher who kind of gave us an assignment of journaling. So I'd never, you know, done it as my own sort of sacred
2: Journal space before. Uh uh-huh. it, it didn't yeah. occur for you to do it on your own. Bless those teachers who gave yeah, us. the I know. Women. Yeah, yeah. And I
1: definitely wrote. You know, I wrote po. I wrote a little poetry even when I was a little younger, and I remember writing writing some plays when I was younger. Like I like to play with words because I read. As I mentioned, I read a lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I had not so much like in terms of self reflection until, yeah, it was suggested in that way. So yeah, I really do thank that teacher. So and then I really I just love that and been something I've definitely been doing you know throughout my life you know there's times where I do it maybe more than other times or in a different way you know Mm
2: -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's definitely been an
1: ongoing part of my life
2: nice nice and become part of your business yeah that's beautiful
4: that's
1: wonderful I love sharing it with
2: others
4: would you like to be a guest on journal talk To share your special flavor of journal writing techniques? If so, send us an email at info, that is spelled I-N-F-O, at, write, for, life, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. We'd love for you to join this expanding community. And now, back to more journal talk.
0: Hello again, everyone. My guest this week is Beth Terence, a shaman and holistic health practitioner. And we're going to hear some fantastic journaling ideas for individuals and for groups in this next segment of conversation. But first, let's catch up with Albert Diaz-Cruz. Albert has done another book review on another must read book on the practice of journal writing. Albert. <laughs>
4: Hola, this is Albert once again with a quick review of another journaling book titled, The Way In, Journal Writing for Self-Discovery. Published in 2001, the year is always important to mention because certain books are out of print while others have been revised and updated. The author, Rita D. Jacobs, gives us a special treat with this wonderful book, Divided in Parts, which includes finding the way into the journal writing tradition, followed by keeping your own journal by writing to find the way in. On pages 117 through 120, she introduces us to the practice of starting a dialogue with an undesignated part of yourself by writing down a question, any question that pops into your mind or one that has been on your mind for a while. She recommends this practice because it evokes unexpected answers that arrive from the self within. A powerful technique indeed. I wish to thank Nathan once again for offering this time as well as his listeners. Gracias, Nathan. Until next time, this is Albert signing off for today, hoping you check out Rita D. Jacobs' Gem, The Way In, a -a one-of-a-kind journaling book, probably at your local bookstore or at Amazon.com. Adios. (laughs)
0: Thank you, Albert. That was great. Uh, Folks, if you use the link on my website to purchase this book, Journal Talk receives a small commission from Amazon.com, and this is another one of those classic, all-time favorites, well-respected books on journal writing. This book, And an empty sketch pad would make a great gift for anyone interested in journal writing, whether they're just trying it out or if they are uh, experts in it. So thank you for your support. You can find that link at www.writeforlife.us episode 31. Now, let's get into some really juicy, meaty topics with Beth Terence. She's got some excellent suggestions for journal writing of her own. Now, I think these are perfect for people who are facilitating writing groups or therapy groups or even if you're just working on your own. My favorite one is the way Beth describes how you can create your own journal Using clips from magazines, pictures, and words that evoke a special meaning or mood. I'm going to have to try this out. I just buy the books and I write in them. I never even thought to customize them a little bit. So listen out for that. Here's another segment of conversation with Beth Terrence. Would you want to share with us
2: something that you talk about in your courses or when you're working with people, when you come across somebody who would say, this just doesn't come naturally for me and I can write if somebody asks me, you know, to answer a question, but it just doesn't occur to me to pick up the pen and start writing things about myself?
1: Yes. Some people yeah, are more able to write to streamer of consciousness. But just as you mentioned, I do find sometimes for people having some questions I I suggest a lot of times just writing a list and it could be a list of just everything you're feeling in the moment, you know, everything you might be worrying about, just ideas that you have. Um, So for some people just a list rather than a flow of words is a good way. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And then I do use questions a lot. So sometimes I'll put out some particular questions, you know, or encourage someone to have questions like um, in my addictions group, when we do the Heal My Voice group, I recently started, because some of the women journal on their own all the time, and some of them don't. And since our focus there is on writing, I just recently shifted that we just always do a we do a written check-in before we do a talking check-in.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, great. Next, so
1: that gives everybody the opportunity to practice it, even if they're not going to do it outside the group.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so I just put out some questions, you know, just how are you feeling today, um is there something you're struggling with is there something you're celebrating today and then and then to create an intention for yourself for the day
2: mhm mhm
1: kind of how they begin
2: yeah That's very nice really uh, well. yeah now beth you have inspired me so i'm the kind of guy i go out and i buy stacks of the composition notebooks you know the the little stitched 100 pages college rule I just go through one after the other. But you actually encouraged me to go out and try what these people are talking about, these large sketchbooks that have no lines on them, and just see what – I haven't opened it up yet. I'm not, when I'm finished with this journal, I'm going to go into the blank one. But i got to tell you, there's a little bit of – I don't know if it's resistance or curiosity. I'm, I'm just – I'm not sure this is going to work.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, we're all different, you know. So <laughs> – yeah, I found, and I do both, you know, I, I do lined journals, but for some reason, I really like having that blank page and, you know, the space to just kind of write, you know, sort of in whatever direction I want to write or <laughs> however things emerge or if a picture emerges in the midst of it. Wow. It feels, I feel like there's a lot of space there. So, yeah. So, and I do a process where I, I create my own journal and that's one of the, things I do with the women there, too, is they each create their own journal. We bring blank composition books and then magazines, and we cut out pictures and words and do like a collage. could be on the front cover, the back cover, the inside covers, and then wherever they feel to also. And I found this really helpful, too. I actually learned this from Andrea Hyland, who's the founder of Crystal, uh, of Heal My Voice, this project that I work with, mm-hmm. um, put words or pictures kind of scattered throughout the book on the pages. Oh. Um, so that they're, because one of the things we talk about a lot with journaling um, is to have some type of writing prompt. And that yes. can be, again, like the question or um, the theme that we're working on. But so sometimes, you know, those words or images that we pick can be used as an inspiration
3: oh yeah and if
1: you just you know all of a sudden you flip the page and you forget that you put you know inner peace on that page
3: <laughs> yeah yeah like
1: wow okay and you can write about that that day or you know nice sure maybe it's a picture of a mountain or something so
2: so um, yeah so you're yeah. designing your own journal that evokes whatever mood or images that you want to evoke
1: uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, find, mm-hmm. I love that. And and there's a little bit of, you know, the creativity of just cutting out pictures and words. And and I I kind of, uh, part of the process there is to keep them in, like, a little plastic Ziploc bag. Mm. Thick so you can always add more when you feel to.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, or you could just be done with it when you're done with it. And we end up taping over it with clear packing tape just to kind of... Keep it, you know, so it doesn't get frayed or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like that a lot. I found that helps me with my creativity too, and um, and the women at, at the program they just love it. They're always excited to make their journals and share them, and it's
2: great. It's a great. Time. Yeah, very good, very good. Why don't you give us an example of one of your favorite journaling exercises?
1: Yeah, I'll share uh, one that I just shared recently with my writing circle. It's to write about your ideal day. And I actually first mm. le- learned this uh, when I was in school for addictions counseling. It was a technique that was used in uh, one of the processes that we were using to take a client through just kind of a visualization as if they, um, you know, they were asleep and they woke up and it was their ideal day. And where mm. they would be how they'd feel when they woke up, who they'd be with, you know, what they'd be doing that day in terms of work or family or life and and really tuning into the feelings as much as the actual doing
3: mm. and,
1: or going through the whole end of the day, you know, coming home, having dinner and then reflecting on the day and, and going back to sleep. And so I find that it's just a fun exercise. But it's also, it can help people to tune into some of their goals or their dreams and the feelings of, you know, how they'll feel, you know. Yeah. When they um, sort of are in a different place. And, you know, particularly, again, for people in recovery, um, sometimes that's helpful for all of us, really. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm we getting get
2: tuned into to it, this, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or we're just, you know, life can sometimes feel a bit of a struggle and so it's good to kind of tune into those qualities and yeah and, and also intention setting you know is another one that I'll just have myself I like I like to write my intentions and again sometimes that's about doing something but sometimes that's about inviting in a certain feeling or energy or quality
2: yeah yeah wow and then the people who will remind us about the law of attraction you know the more the more that you spend meditating on that energy especially how you you mentioned the the emotion side of it you know the feelings you resonate with those feelings and then you actually bring those circumstances closer to you yeah i believe that
4: you're listening to journal talk with your host nathan Oren. journal talk is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you resources information and inspiration about all things journaling. And now, back to Journal Talk.
0: Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Journal Talk. Quick announcement here, back by popular demand, I'm putting together an online version of my dream journaling workshop. It should be all ready to go by this summer. You can stay on the lookout for more details at www.dreamjournaling.net. And there's a free download right now up there. It's just up there for a limited time. There's a free download of a dream catcher journal that you can keep by your bed. It'll help you remember the details of your dreams. And there'll be more stuff coming out soon, so please add yourself to the mailing list. Check this out at www.dreamjournaling.net. Next week, Mary L. McCarthy and I are back to share your questions about journal writing. We'll answer those and you know some of these questions have been easy and some of these questions have been really difficult to answer but they've all been a blast and Mary is so so much fun to answer these questions with so please send in any questions that you might have about journal writing and we'll add them to our list. In this last clip of conversation with Beth Terrence we'll learn how to get in touch with her directly She's got a freebie that she's put together specifically for Journal Talk listeners. So get ready to jot down this information so you can go to the web and collect this free download from Beth Terrence. To all the Journal Talk listeners near and far, thank you so much for your support. We'll end on this segment with Beth. Meanwhile, keep on writing.
2: Tell us where we can connect with you and if you have anything that people can sort of download and, and learn about this uh, holistic approach to life. Anything that you might offer?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, my website is my name. It's BethParents.com and it's T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E. And yeah, what I wanted to share was a uh, report that I have. It's a holistic approach to life. And it's just really an overview of what a holistic approach is and looking at ourselves as a whole being in terms of body, mind, emotion, spirit.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, But
1: there's a process I use there that is sort of a self-care